Welcome listeners. Welcome listeners. You're listening to Deeds in the Desert. The place where real estate investors tune in for the latest news and available investments at Ignite Funding. If you're on the hunt for a low-effort, passive income stream, then turn up that volume and pull out the hammock as we get ready to feed you your weekly dose of real estate investing insights. All right, so here we are today with another borrower spotlight. And who do we have with us today? Introduce yourself. Okay, so um, I'm Dan Luster. Uh I'm a developer in Midway. Uh, the company is Midway Heritage Development. Uh, Midway is a town just south of Park City. It's it's a quasi resort town. We have a new ski area coming in that's going to drive uh, drive us, I guess, further towards the uh, resort end of the pendulum. Uh, but it's you know, I, I guess I, I need to talk about Midway because that's a big part of our story. Midway is one of the most scenic places I think in the Mountain West, maybe in the country. Uh, with uh, giant mountains uh, that are uh, north facing. And so we see snow clear into on the mountains, clear into August. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, But the the town has retained uh, its um, uh, historic and and, uh, agricultural roots, Mm -hmm. which is really unique uh, being that close to the skiing and all the activities and still kind of have that agricultural vibe. And so uh, my brand, or, not, or at least uh, the way we try to pitch our brand is rural luxury. Mm, and okay. uh, so a lot of people say, well, you want to be Park City? And we say, well, yeah, but we'd rather be Seamboat Springs, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> something that feels a little bit more rural. So most people don't know mm-hmm. where Midway is. So uh-huh. give us an idea. Give us the the main main points of what's around there that most will associate with. Yeah. Well, the key is the airport. So Salt, Salt Lake City Airport is... Mm-hmm. I think it's a 50 minute drive, mm-hmm. um, uh, which is just another 15 minutes south of Park City. It's it's kind of positioned physically behind the mountains. If you've ever been to Salt Lake or Provo, um, it's behind the mountains. So it's a 30 minute drive to Provo, 30 minute drive to Salt Lake. Uh, so you're 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 really close, and yet you're surrounded by the Wasatch Range, uh, and I think it's the, the municipality that's the closest to all the ski areas um, yeah. in Utah. So really, it's pretty crazy. Uh, mountains all around, lakes on both sides. It's a great place. Name off a few of those ski areas. So you've got, uh, well, the new one is called Mayflower. <laughs> I just read that it's supposed to be twice as big as Deer Valley in terms of ski area, which is amazing. Uh, then you've got Deer Valley, of course, right next to it, and then Park City um, adjacent. And that's where we do most of our skiing. Um, is, is Park City just because it's so it has an, an enormous amount of terrain. Uh, Snowbird Alta uh, and Brighton are actually on the ridge line looking down into Midway, and so uh, when you ski into your Brighton, um, you can you can see Midway from there. Now, unfortunately, we don't have a lift that connects us, <laughs> but yet, but it's, yet. Uh, yet, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that gives you a sense. It's just re- yeah. really, really in the middle of everything. Beautiful um, area, beautiful then terrain. You've got, if you're not into skiing, you've got the the Provo River flowing right through. That's what defines kind of midway in the valley is we're mm-hmm. between the mountains and the Provo River. Provo River is uh, is, is famous for fly fishing. Uh, it's a wilderness area. We'll see moose in the river. Mm-hmm. Uh, our particular project is just a few um, steps really from the river, and that's that's a big part of what we're doing is uh, you know putting up putting a luxurious spot in the middle of the ski areas and, and adjacent to the river. I imagine there'll be a lot of uh, biking uh, going on. There's, we have some fantastic mountain biking trails, but I think e-biking is going to be a big deal in this valley because it's 
I guess compared to Park City, I think it's it's more scenic. Yeah, and the older I get, the more I need the more I need the assistance. So <laughs> That's uh, right. I'll, I'll say I have officially switched over. Um, it, it shrinks space and time. It so. does. It does. It makes it makes it a much more enjoyable ten mile ride, right? That's right. Um, yeah. So it's that's right. And so I've converted. I don't know about you. Yeah, we have, and and all the mountains around uh, Midway are state park, mm-hmm. and so there's going to be some great rides that people today don't do because they can't imagine they could. Yeah. But once you get on an e-bike, you're going to be able to, to see a lot. Yeah. So. so many of our investors have invested on the first project that we did with you. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that first project because I think it kind of leads into where we are today with what we have already funded mm-hmm. and what we will be funding in the future. So talk to us a little bit about the first project we did with you. Yeah. Uh, the first project was Whitaker Farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, same, same theme, rural luxury. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, we acquired about 80 acres on the Provo river, uh, with, with actually access directly to the river. Uh, and then, and then we designed it so that, um, all the open space was in the front, uh, against the road. And so as you enter, uh, the project, you're driving through an active farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, it's baby goat season right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you're driving through an active farm. And then into the center of the project, we have what is a historic, uh, it's like an English stone barn Mm -hmm. uh, with two ponds. I'm very proud of my sunken tennis courts. So we sink the tennis (laughs) courts so that as you look out across the open space, you just see what looks like a farm, but actually there's multiple courts there. Um, That neighborhood has really become, uh, I would say, one of the premier neighborhoods in the valley, certainly in Midway. the home prices there shocked me. Uh, they started around $4 million. In fact, uh, even in this, you know, whatever the climate is now uh, with the interest rates, we had a bidding war uh, last week. Um, I've sold out long ago, yeah. um, but on a resale of a lot, we had, we had a bidding war that I think boosted the price something like $50,000. So lots in there, acre lots are going for about a million dollars each. Yeah. So uh, you were a developer on that project? And I was, Oh yeah, I was the developer. Um, I wish I was sold last week instead of uh, in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, timing is everything. But now you've yeah. kind of gone around uh, Memorial Hill and we're over on the other side. The original plan for the village, which is what we've been calling it, uh, is on the other side of the hill from mm-hmm. Whitaker Farm. In fact, we, the original plan was to connect them and mm-hmm. have it called the... Uh, uh, the, you know, the village at Whitaker Farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, uh, some land got butt out from under me uh, and we couldn't connect them. So it's its own thing. Yeah. Um, but but it shares, you know, the proximity to the river uh, and we hope we'll share some of the cachet that we've built for Whitaker Farm. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about this project. Let's talk about Midway Heritage. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're out of the other project. Yep. Uh, all our investors have been paid off. Yep. <laughs> no issues there. And now we have moved on to uh, Midway Heritage Development, mm-hmm. which many of our investors will be familiar with. We have a lot of investors on that loan. Yeah. Uh, currently, the principal outstanding uh, that we have on that loan is a little over $21 million. Mm-hmm. So uh, what what are we doing with this $21 million? Give us an idea of what's happening, uh, where you are today with mm-hmm. that project. It's 143 townhomes and uh, at least 12 commercial spaces. So it's a big mixed use pro- project, certainly a big one for Midway. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so uh, we've, um, we've jumped right in. Uh, we've finished phase one. I think we'll be paving uh, next week. And then we'll be starting those homes vertically uh, in the next uh, 
30 days, probably 60 days. Okay. Uh, and and we're, we are also starting phase two groundbreaking uh, this week. Okay. So um, we're moving along. <laughs> you are moving along. <laughs> now, phase, phase one and two comprise, uh, I think it's 43 homes and all of the commercial space. So a lot of our, our big infrastructure work, the, the things we have to do on Main Street to make it accessible, uh, that all happens um, now. And so it's kind of a heavy lift now. Yeah. Uh, phases three, four, and five should be a little, a little quicker and easier. All right. So. What makes this project unique to Midway? I think uh, the architecture uh, and the position, right? So we're we're close to, to the Provo River, mm-hmm. uh, which I think historically, why didn't they build the town on the Provo River? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think I think they were worried about flooding or something. Um, it's 30 feet above the water level, so there's not really a th- flooding problem. But I, just historically, they didn't do that. And so, you know, if you were to start over with Midway, as beautiful as it is, uh, I would have put the town center on the river. Uh, and so that's kind of what we're doing. We're shifting the, the town center <laughs> to the river. What, what makes it unique is we've, we've looked at uh, density and said, we can do this incredibly beautifully. And mm-hmm. that's what the town and the, and the setting deserves. Our model really is the Cotswolds of England, the little villages there, um, where they have beautiful homes and beautiful walkways, you know, flower gardens in front of their homes, uh, and no cars. And so a, a big part of what makes this different and appealing is we're putting all the cars under the units. And that gives us a ton of space. We can have four car garages in most of our units. Uh, we don't expect people to have four cars, but we do expect them to park those cars. Yeah. <laughs> so we're giving them extra space. So that way we don't have overnight parking on the streets. It's going to feel like a walking village. And that's the other piece that makes it unique. I think not just in Midway, but uh, around the country to have a true walking village where you can get on your bike and ride to a, you know, award winning gourmet restaurant, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, with your partner and, um, or ride your bike down to the, the river and fish. Um, yeah. That's all very accessible. And, and we don't think it's been done well uh, anywhere uh, that we can see. So we're, we think we're really um, pioneers in that regard. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe I'm getting a little too uh, ahead of myself. But uh, <laughs> in order to create that walking village effect, having the, the underground garages, and then, and, then we, and then we go a long ways with our rooftop balconies. So um, outdoor living, it's something you see uh, in, uh, in warmer climates, mm-hmm. uh, California, Texas, um, uh, Arizona, and I guess here in Nevada. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see it as much in, in Utah. Um, the resorts are starting to do more of it because, you know, with, with a hot tub and, and the right kind of heated floors, you can really enjoy yeah. uh, the outdoors a lot more. And so we set these uh, units up so you're sitting on the rooftops looking at the Wasatch back, mm-hmm. which is really a very scenic, uh, uh, maybe unique place to yeah. be. So, is there anything else like this on Main Street? No, <laughs> there's nothing like nothing like this on Main Street. The other thing that we're doing is we want to we want to hit that vibe with the rural charm. You know, mm-hmm. the something that looks like it might have been there a hundred years ago, mm-hmm. uh, and so we're modeling this uh, English countryside Cotswolds type home with a little bit of pan-European flair because Midway is builds itself as a Swiss mountain village. Yeah. Um, so it'll fit with Midway and what, what it used to be. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, having all the parking, mm-hmm. 10-foot ceilings, mm-hmm. uh, great big view windows, we were able to do all of that uh, with careful planning. What are some of the challenges that you have faced uh, with this project? Well, if you've ever done any development work in uh, Rural Utah, or particularly a, uh, a town like uh, like Midway, 
uh, a lot of resistance to growth. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody wants to see yeah. nobody wants to see anything change. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of how we looked at it. That's actually how I got in development originally. Was um, how do we how do we shape change so that it's beautiful and uh, beneficial? Mm-hmm. So that's been really the biggest challenge. Um, uh, getting through the city and the process, and that took probably. Gosh, has it been four years I've been working on this? Uh, what's interesting is is initially um, I had a lot of protest and, and anger. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now um, the community seems to love it. Uh, we just did a soft launch last week. Uh, well, for, I should say we're 75% reserved out without any advertising of any kind. Yeah, uh, We did a little bit of a soft launch on social media uh, talking about our Swim and Racket Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the response was unbelievable. Uh, I expected to, to have a lot of, you know, the nasties come out. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable support for the architecture, the beauty, the, the function, the bikeability. People really liked it. Yeah. So um, I've been on the phone a lot since then. <laughs> yeah. And you live in Midway, correct? I live in Midway. You live in Midway. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Midway partisan. Um, uh, I believe in walkability. And mm-hmm. so uh, the other both developments that I've done before the, in Midway uh, are in town. They're mm-hmm. not out on the benches or in, in the hillside. It's right in the middle of town. And uh, I think Midway is uniquely investable that way. It's, um, you know, beautiful. Uh, one of the few luxurious uh, small towns that, that, you know, outside of a ski area yeah. that people will pay to, you know, to get into. It's, it's very aspirational. Okay. Um, that's, that's one of the things that we say is that we're building the Midway dream. When people move to Midway, it's not because it's convenient. It's not because it's great for work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, mm-hmm. you move there because you want to be by the ski areas and because you've always dreamed of living in a place that's, that's that beautiful. So how'd you end up in Midway? Give us a little history about yourself. Where are you, where are you originally from? Like, just <laughs> tell us. Sure. Um, how, how did you become a developer in Midway? <laughs> Uh, so my background is actually semiconductors. Uh, I was in the semiconductor business for about 20 years. Uh, I was a VP and and GM of a public uh, company out of New York. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I, um, but I did have family roots in Utah. And at one point, uh, we just decided to, to, we wanted to move back to Utah. I moved with a startup company in the software space and, uh, ended up in Midway. Um, and they're just like a lot of people that live in Midway. I just became obsessed uh, with Midway. Uh, there are very few, and I, I've lived in some great places around the country. Um, mm-hmm. Las Gatas, California, um, out near the Hamptons in New York. And I saw in those communities, I saw in Midway what some of those communities have, which is great walkability. You can, and, and then the core is beautiful. You know, you don't, uh, you can have beautiful large homes a block from Main Street. People will mm-hmm. invest. Mm-hmm. And I saw that potential in Midway. And so uh, initially, I, I began kind of in, on the in the protester camp. <laughs> I wrote uh, I wrote code for the city to stop growth, <laughs> and I I handed it to Full them. Full circle here. I, I handed it to the uh, councilman and said, "Hey, pass this." And then uh, you know I just realized that you're not going to stop uh, growth, and, and in fact, it's often counterproductive mm-hmm. uh, because it brings the people who can bulldoze through that are often bad actors. Yeah. And so um, I just had an epiphany. I thought, you know, the only way to really uh, make this happen is to become a developer myself and control it and control yeah. shape control it. what you want it to look like mm-hmm. shape it make it beautiful mm-hmm. and uh, and so I've, I've approached development really maybe from a different perspective than others which is what is the most beautiful ideal thing I can do <laughs> and then hopefully I can make good money on it yeah and uh, and you know it's uh, the city council has been a little surprised and now I have fans and supporters mm-hmm. uh, in the city council and what I tell them is 
look, if you, uh, in, in a place like Midway, if you do, do something beautiful, um, it's going to sell fast. Mm -hmm. And that's what people want. If you mm -hmm. do something average, mm -hmm. um, you, you know, maybe you think you're making more money, but it's going to take yeah. a lot longer to make that money. Yeah, it's like having a public <laughs> come in and take over a community. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're not doing that. Um, yeah. And you're kind of holding their hand through the process and reassuring them that you're not going to ruin their community. Right. Right. And that that's ultimately the goal yeah. of what you're trying to accomplish there. Yeah. Working hand in hand with them now from yeah. protester to supporter. I, I get people will call me and thank me. They're not, they're not buyers. They'll just say, hey, thanks for doing what you're doing. Now, of course, there's the old lady down the street that won't look at me still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's always going to be a few. Yeah, there's there's going to be a few that. holdouts. But uh, it really is building the midway dream. And, uh, and we're seeing that in the responses that we're getting. People mm -hmm. are willing to pay for it. Uh, they they want to move in quickly and and take advantage of everything that that is there. Yeah. So, well, let's get into the nitty gritty. I have Pat Vassar sitting here with me as well. Um, let, let's talk about let's talk about what's to come. So we know where we're at currently with the loan, and maybe you know maybe Pat will give a little you know recap on that. Yeah. Um, and let's talk about where we're headed with Midway Heritage. And in fact, you know we may be name changing here. Right. Yes, there may right. be there may be some changes there. So let, let's get into the nitty gritty of of the investment itself. Absolutely, Dan. You know, the name change that Carrie spoke of will come into play here on this next refinance that we should be doing right around the June, July, August, maybe September timeline mm -hmm. in the, the coming months. Moving this into a even larger loan to uh, start building some houses and finishing the development of additional phases. How do you have it broken down in your phases currently? R roughly, so uh, we would start. So phase one and two we're doing together. They've they've already been you know fully. Uh, we, we already have master plan on everything, but you have to go through phase by phase with the city. So phase one and two are underway now. Uh, we expect them to be uh, fully built out about a year and a half from now. Uh, that means forty four units that are that are moving ready. Um, we're doing this all kind of in parallel. So we can start the development and start the homes uh, before the development's quite done. So we uh, are planning for phase three, probably next June to get started there. And that's, we were gonna start this fall, but we have a little, uh, the, the state was gonna put a street light in and uh, that's gonna get in our way, we think. But it's not a big deal because we can start in, also in, in June, we can start the houses in phase three. So we'll be you know building out phase two homes and then have the phase three homes being built before phase two is all the way done. So it'll be a nice smooth transition. And then phases four and five, uh, probably the year after that. So that's 2025. So uh, summer. close out in 26, you think? Well, I think by the time we get all the way through the homes built, we're looking at 2028. 28. Okay. And that means, that means every home is moving ready. Absolutely. Where we stand currently, what are the average square footages for these 100 plus units? Uh, currently, it's 2,400 is about the average. Okay. And when you look at Midway as a whole, what's the average sales price of a single family detached residential out there? Oh, I don't, wow. I don't know what the average is, but I know, you know, people come to me and say, hey, I want a home in Midway. You're looking at 2 million to get in the front door. Uh, and most of the homes are, you know, the, the new ones that are aspirational on an acre, you're looking at 4 million to start. And uh, Midway has become, uh, you know, I guess very inaccessible um, in some ways. Uh, and so one of the things we think is great about our product is you get the luxury because uh, what we're building, the architecture, the beauty uh, at a much lower price, you know, a third 
of what you would pay. Uh, and, but you still get the four car garage. You still get the, the luxury bedrooms and, and the views. And so we think it's a, a good solution for a lot of people who would otherwise buy. And, and it's just a lot of money, you know, to be the moving price. Right. But on your product, you'll be able to get a brand new home, new construction for an average price point that is typically below market. Is that accurate? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, well below market. I mean, it, it sounds expensive, I suppose, but, but well below market. And, and as we see that, that Mayflower Ski Area uh, come into town and just the progress of the valley, uh, it's it's uh, it's actually, it's hard to say it's a bargain, but it feels a little bit like a bargain to be able to get in it for a million, you know, a million bucks-ish, or a little, our, our average will be around a million two, we think, to be able to get into a, something with a four-car garage where you can have all your bikes and your uh yeah, scooters, your fishing equipment, <laughs> you know, all that stuff's there. Uh, and you have a space for your cars. Um, and then you have the outdoor living, you know, what you don't have is you can't, you don't have to mow the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Perfect. And the total number of units build out between now and the end of 28, fully constructed, developed and lived in. What type of of uh, velocity you expect to sell at when you first start off here? Uh, we're thinking it's about 44 per year. Uh, and so 10 at a time, 10 per quarter is a good way to think about that, 10 ish. Uh, now, if you do the math, then we should be finished out a little sooner than 2028. Right. Um, <laughs> but we have, uh, we have a few stipulations from the city, for instance, that they have milestones. One is the street light has to go in. So that's stalling us a little bit on uh, phase three. Uh, and then, um, 50% of our commercial buildings have to be done for phase four. Um, that'll take us about two years and we'll be ready for that. So hopefully we won't get stalled again. And then 80% of the commercial has to be done for phase five. And so that's just Midway City saying, hey, we want a tax base mm -hmm. to come along with all these residences. Mm -hmm. um, we can hit most of those milestones. The one that's out of our hands is the, uh, the street light. And uh, we think because we're on the front end of the builds, uh, that it's probably not a tragedy to, to have our build uh, for phase three start in uh, summer of next year, given that we're, we've got 44 homes uh, uh, to, to build between now and then. And to kind of go back on a previous comment you had, you, you said there's going to be roughly four car garages on this. How's that even possible with four car garages on townhome product? Or how are you, how are you handling that? Yeah, well, we think it's pretty innovative. Um, we, uh, we're going underground. Um, and it's actually uh, in rock. The, the whole town is uh, sitting on a lot of rock, uh, pot rock, they call it. Uh, but we have the big machines that can handle it. And uh, so we're going under under the units uh, and hiding the cars that way. So you actually drive around the back side of the unit. As you're driving around the back, you're dropping about 10 feet. And then you're driving alongside a shared lane and then into your garage. And so, um, you know, typically townhomes, you know, the parking is at ground level. And so the problem is you're walking in that front door and immediately upstairs. And so you have a very vertical treehouse experience. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a lot of wasted space, honestly, to have that little landing that no one's really gonna use. And so we thought, how can we do that better? And uh, if we park underground, you can have the full length of the unit, uh, which is often 50 feet um, by maybe 26, it's a big area. So when we say four car garages, it's two double deep, but it's still a lot of space. And then, what that does is your, your ground level now is all uh, living. And so you have ground level, full uh, unit living. We'll either put a master bedroom on the main if someone wants, or uh, we have what we call parlor style, where the whole first floor is entertainment. 
and then the whole second floor can be family living. Uh, we often have enough room in these units to have maybe a secondary uh, television area or, or entertainment area even upstairs. And then, and then on top of that, we have the rooftop balconies that, so anyway, I, I feel like we've um, found a great way to hide the cars, provide an incredible value with the, with the space. Um, and, you know, by the way, it doesn't cost as much more because we were going to have to build a foundation anyway. <laughs> Uh, and, and now, you know, when you walk, you can walk out your front door or back door and be at ground level. And we think that's a real value, especially to our market, which, you know, it's generally, it's not super old. It's not a retirement community, but people are generally 50 plus, um, or, or maybe they're forties and have one or two kids. Um, and so they don't want to do a lot of climbing. Uh, and so it works out well. Great. Well, this is I Absolutely. One of our favorite projects, ones we we've been involved with with you mm -hmm. for quite some time and we'll uh, obviously be involved <laughs> with for for a few more years, to say the least. So yeah. we're definitely excited about the the progress you've made with previous projects, as well as one we're doing right now. There, there may be listeners out there that are interested in this yeah. product. How do they get a hold of you and or. Uh, you know, do some research about this project. You said you're not doing a whole lot of marketing, yeah. but you do have a website, I believe. We've just rebranded, Pat. Patrick just mentioned uh, that. So the new name is South Hill. So we have a new website, mm -hmm. uh, southhill.com. Okay. Uh, the only trick in that is there's just one H. Okay. And then you're there. Phone numbers, emails, people fill out forms uh, to contact us as well. Great. So. so they can either invest at Ignite Funding for as little as $10,000. Yeah. Or heck, I mean, if you got deep pockets, uh, pick up the phone, yeah. give you a shout. Yeah, uh, no, we it's, still have some availability. So I, I hear from people all over the country. In fact, um, I've had calls from England saying, "Hey, this this is unlike, unlike anything we've seen outside the UK." Yeah. So I think that really we do have kind of a unique design, a unique flair, mm -hmm. but we're able to still have the luxurious, you know, big garages, the balconies, yeah. big rooms, um, and uh, modern amenities. I, I think it's really a nice combination. Uh, when we finished the first unit, 143, you guys have seen that. My family is going to be like, we're moving in. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. I'd be like, ah. It's, yeah. That's so, a good problem to have. That means you did something right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When the wife and kids want to come along, you, you did something they, right. They'll, they'll want to move in, but unfortunately, they're all sold. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that we're building now. Yeah. Anyway. Well, great. Well, sounds good. Uh, well, you can anyway. check this out. I mean, you definitely, it's it's hard without pictures to visualize yeah. this. Yep. So South Hill, that's S-O-U-T-H-1-H-I-L-L.com, yes. uh, where you can see some of these renderings. It really is spectacular. So please, you know, take some time to check it out and uh, see there's some stuff still available where uh, yep. you can invest right here at Ignite Funding in this project. Yep. So thank you so much for visiting us today. We truly appreciate it. Yeah. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for joining us this week on Deeds in the Desert, where short-term investments meet long-term investors. We hope you enjoyed the content so much that you share it with all your friends. Who doesn't like learning about passive fixed income, right? Still hungry for more education? Visit our website at ignitefunding.com. Or if you're ready to take the leap and start investing, give us a call at 702-761-0000 and schedule a free investor consultation. 